Konnichiwa! Welcome to another episode of Saboteurs! Pikachu. Wait, is this a mini-sode? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's my Japanese voice. <laughs> wait, wait, Japanese so voice your Japanese voice like your tiny voice. <laughs> wait, so, you, so your Japanese voice is an, is an octave higher than your normal voice. <laughs> well, it makes sense because my Pikachu voice, well, Pikachu was created in Japan. So it makes sense. Uh, anyway, I'm sense. MJ. <laughs> I'm Misha. <laughs> and I'm Anjo. the Subo Tours and today we'll be talking about a new release on Netflix that has us all nostalgic for days when we would come home and watch anime in various forms, dubs, and formats. That's a clue. That is a clue. That is a clue. Anjo, do you want to give a clue? X. Oh my oh, god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, hell? I don't know. <laughs> clue. Red hair. I don't know. Whoever's listening already probably picked it up by reading the title. So. Possibly. <laughs> unless unless they liked and subscribed. Unless they liked and subscribed us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. That, that In which case, they would have gotten this on their feeds automatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get more of this chaos. But yes, we are talking about the new release on Netflix, which is technically the fourth Roni Kenshin film called Roni Kenshin The Final. It is so confusing, that title, I swear. I know. <laughs> I don't like, know. There was cause cause the first the, the, the last movie, the third one was The Legend Ends, and then mm-hmm. follows this one, which is the final, the, which will be followed by the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> so I'm so confused. confused. Did they George did, did they George Lucas the whole thing? It's like I don't know. I don't I know. Don't, I don't freaking know. But if you're already a fan of the Roni Kenshin franchise, you probably already know what happens anyway. So we don't really need to give a quick recap on what happens. You know who Kenshin is. You know who Hitokiri Batosai is. You know that X on his face. Apparently, a lot of people in the in the in that in that movie didn't know what he looked like, though, except for the scar on his face. But yes, we are going to, hmm. going to be talking about the final. Which was just released. But before we get to that, how about we give our viewers, our viewers, you can see us, <laughs> our listeners. I'm scared now. See us? We, we have a show now. <laughs> a quick rundown of what happened in the first three movies, or maybe what the manga or anime means to us and why this is a big deal. Before we get started, we just want to call out the elephant in the room with regards to Nobuhiro Watsuki, the creator of Roni Kenshin, and his criminal activities, which we will not go into here. However, we are not in any way, we are not in any way supporting his activities, and Warner Brothers has made it infinitely clear that he had nothing to do with the production of these last two films. His crimes are his own, and today we are keeping the discussion to the films and this franchise, which many of us grew up with, and that's the last that we're going to say on that subject. Yeah, I mean, just like our general statements over problematic filmmakers, authors, etc., etc. It doesn't take away the experience or your memories or what you grew to love about the material. Absolutely. 
Yes. So and it's it's still yours in a way. Your experience was yours, and it was not their own work solely, because there are many people who helped form whatever material that is. Could be a book. Well, the publishers worked so hard on it. Like if it was an adaptation, all the voice actors, all the animators, all the everybody oh. involved in the production. It is also theirs to claim. So to just pin it on just one person to, to make your opinion of it hinge on just one person will be giving that power to that person. So, claim right. it. So, so to hell with it's that guy. Still an awesome franchise. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Cue Personally, the music. Right, that's, it. that's it. That's yeah. it. Cue the music. Boom. Go. Intro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of us loved this anime and in my personal opinion, I haven't watched anime since early college probably but in my memory Roni Kenshin has to be one of the best I've ever seen oh yeah I remember I remember <laughs> like you know seeing it after school on AXN on ABS-CBN in Filipino and I couldn't get enough of it because mm-hmm. it was just you know you you had your Dragon Ball your Slam Dunk your Ghost Fighter but there was just Taylor something Moon. Dip, and yes, you had Sailor Moon. Of course you did. <laughs> just, How could just, you forget? <laughs> Very important. I would never forget hey, Sailor Moon. <laughs> but like, there was something different about this one for some reason. Because unlike a lot of the others, this one was anchored somewhat in like Japanese culture in a way that was more connected to the real world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It yes. really does. It doesn't involve like dragon balls or like moon goddesses or there were no there were no there were no there were no superpowers ish. No talking cats. No no talking cats, yes, no talking cats. And you know, they kept all the no, not really, not in the anime though, but what I meant was the caricature type drawings for anime. They kept it at the minimum compared to others. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think and, it was pretty um, stylized. I don't see many Japanese samurai with uh, red hair. <laughs> a little yeah. bit, yeah. But yeah. at least for me, it's what really genuinely got me interested in Japanese culture. Because like Misha said, it was deeply rooted in it. It probably in- it did involve some history, albeit, of course, fictionalized. But mm-hmm. you see the rich, very well, violent past, <laughs> warring past. But at the same time, you know, the kimonos, the mannerisms, how they speak and everything. It was... Very, very. I guess that was my that was my um, exposure to actual Japanese culture. Yeah, but uh, the, it was deeply rooted in Japanese history because the character of mm-hmm. Kenshin Himura was based on an actual samurai named Kawakami Gensai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but look it up. That's the that's the guy who formed the character of Kenshin. So there, it's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Misha is on point when they saying that it was deeply rooted in reality because they clearly based it on a real person. You know, so well, it, it had a lot. Go, go, go ahead. No, I was, I was gonna say like I like that they used history as a starting point to tell all these fantastic, crazy, mm-hmm. wild stories. Mm-hmm. And at, at at the end of the day, it told something that was a story that was like inherently Japanese. Because uh, mm-hmm. for everyone who's not familiar, the story started like at the turn of the last. Oh my God, no! It was like two centuries ago. At this point, we're in the twenty first century now. Oh, it's so Ooh. weird. So like in my head, it's still the late 90s and the early 2000s. So you'll have to forgive me. <laughs> Fucking A. Are people still wearing like uh, boleros and me. you know. And then for some guys wearing puka shells. They refuse I, I hear, to stop. They I refuse hear, to stop. No, but, but I hear… I hear 
Puka shell type necklaces are making a comeback, you know, in the form of pearl necklaces. I hear that's a thing now. I don't what know. The actual hell. Yeah, yeah, maybe my, you can wife? dust off your elephant pants. What? Sorry. <laughs> Clean the floor with it. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. My elephant pants are now pam- pamunas or pam- pam- <laughs> you know, pamunas ng sahig or whatever. I don't know where my elephant pants are now. So basically, the story starts a couple of centuries ago when Japan was at a crossroads. They didn't know. I mean, they Did were you, they were the fighting crossroads. over. <laughs> knew somebody was gonna say crossroads. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say crossroads. Oh my god! Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. Wrong I'm country. Bad. I'm gonna miss bad. Okay, I'm done. Wrong country, wrong so, culture. Ja- Japan, <laughs> Japan had just come off like 200 years of isolationist policy where basically, you know, they weren't trading with anyone. They didn't have re- diplomatic relations with their neighbors. They were all just, like, they were just doing their own thing. In the meantime, the world had the Industrial Revolution and one day America sailed warships into their port and said, open up your borders or else. So now there was like this whole thing where Japan became super modern, super fast just to catch up. And there were people who wanted it to stay closed. There were people who liked the way it was. There were people who wanted, who liked the way that the shoguns ran the country and the warlord feudal system that that was there. But then there were people like Kenshin and people who thought like him who said that, no, we have to join the rest of the world. We have to move forward. And that is the fight that turned him into the most feared assassin in Japan. The show picks up basically where he's left that life behind. Japan is moving forward. You know, they're becoming more and more Western. They're catching up with progress. And it's about how somebody from the old world has to adjust to this new reality that he helped create. But the ghosts of his past keep coming up bite him in the ass basically I mean if you are the number one or the assassin of your time of course these ghosts are going to keep coming up some people some people are always going to want to fight you or beat you or kill you or out for your you know somebody's going to want to stick a knife in your back because you've probably killed somebody who's important to them or, or a cause that you've killed a cause that's important to them or whatever which is Great, because it gave us all these amazing fight sequences in the anime and in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the fights in in the show and in the movie or even the manga where it started was that he made it a point not to kill his opponents. He, he like his sword, it has a reverse edge blade. That means the blade is facing him on the inside curve of the sword, and he would use that against guys who really wanted to murder his ass. And somehow he would always find a way not to kill them. Yeah, yeah. so it's all about his redemption arc and how he's fighting for a new world slash fighting for peace. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's how this unfolds. But yeah, this is such a great story of redemption too. It's like, Mm -hmm. you you may have committed all these sins in the past, but as long as you work your way up to making up for it, that's what Kenshin's all about, which is why he refuses to kill. And the, the anime circles around it. And I guess for... The movie, that's also where it was at some point. The first three focused mm-hmm. on Kenshin meeting Kamiya Kaoru. His, uh, I guess we can say, love interest. No matter how much they painfully deny it. <laughs> as characters so until the very end. Oh my god. They're so These cute. These two are so dense. But <laughs> they are so at- cute. <laughs> I know they are. And yeah, this is how Kenshin finds a home and does his very best to really defend. His I, I don't family. think they're dense though. I don't think they're dense though. I just think they're just really pakipot. It's like. Major dense Kenshin. TBH. I think Kenshin is dense. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I would, Kenshin no, is I, dense. <clears throat> Kaoru, Kenshin is, is, Kaoru, 
No, no Kenshin, you? Kenshin is Kenshin. Dense. Kenshin yeah. isn't dense. Kenshin's an idiot. He's, he's still. <laughs> yeah, dude. Megumi has to keep reminding him, like, get a clue or like, you mm-hmm. know. What mm-hmm. if he just? What? No, no. What if he's just playing into that, considering his past? Come on. I don't. No, 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 no. Look, look. At the beginning of the show, there's this other character, Megumi, who's like their hot doctor friend. Who makes opium? Who makes drugs? It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) She's coerced. First three movies. Yeah, she's that. Yeah, well, yeah. But look, look, look. In the at the first few episodes, she's trying to get into Kenshin's pants, but even she can see that these two are so in love that at some point she is pushing them towards each other, and they're still not doing it. (laughs) That's because I don't know. Kenshin is Kenshin still. Kenshin had so much baggage, man. Like, come on, that the whole thing with Tomoe. Fine. Which we will get Fine. into. Fine, but I think <sighs> I still I still say Kenshin's a little dense. Yeah, he's kind of a dense guy. But actually, that's something that I like about the film. It's adorbs. Yes, I mean I, Kenshin is incredibly dense, and I think that is something that's great about the live action version played by Takeru Sato, formerly of the Kamen Rider franchise. What what I like about it is he's able to balance Kenshin's killer tendencies and he is amazing in the fight scenes. But when the scene calls for it, when the scene calls for it, he can be a complete idiot on a dime. He just be like this clueless country bumpkin who has no idea what's going on and he has no idea that this girl likes him and she's right in front of him. That's the charm of Kenshin in general. He is so different from that everybody's after. Because when he turns that mode on, it's like he turns into some sort of killer demon. But well, not really. Sort of. But but when he's around the people that he loves, he just turns into an absolute softy with the cutest smile ever. He is a teddy bear who just likes eating street food and wondering what the hell is going on. Yep. <laughs> And uh, he that, seemed, that's something like, he seemed that like to be a clueless guy most of the time. I don't think he's just. I don't think he's dense when it came to Kaoru though. Uh, yeah, we're back on that. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> confusing idiot. Moving on. <laughs> so that was a 2012 movie. The original show ran in the 90s, and the first movie came out in 2012. And then this, it was so successful. The second and the third mm. movies were shot back to back. They came out in 2014 with Kyoto Inferno and mm. the end. Of course, who comes the, up the with legend these names? ends. The legend ends. Who comes up with these names? Because clearly, if it made money, they were gonna make more. <laughs> but so the first, the first film covered more or less the basics about who and what he was, his career as the Hitokiri Batosai, and how he ended up with a new family and a life of peace. Family, mm. family. Mm, and family. how he met his supporting cast, including a street fighter named Sanosuke, and you know yeah. their drug, their drug doctor Megumi, <laughs> hot drug doctor, their hot, hot drug, drug doctor. doctor, Fox Lady, yeah. And then the second and third movies dealt with something from the manga that was called the Shi- the Kyoto arc, starring Shishio yes. Makoto as the bad guy. That's which that was actually, the best arc. That was great. Creepy mummy that guy. Was, Creepy that was the mummy best dude. Arc ever. Creepy fire mummy guy. And that was that was the first time you actually see Batusai or Kenshin like tested, you know, reading the oh, manga yeah. or watching the anime. Like you thought that Kenshin was going to die at some point fighting Shishio. Right. Yeah, Cuz like was, at the beginning he was, he was a worthy adversary finally for Kenshin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, not saying that all the 
previous fights were easy in the first film. But uh, he, if, if you think about a main villain that Kenshin will go against, it's always <clears throat> Shishio. It's like Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no, kind that, of the analogy for that. Also, why that arc was so amazing is that everyone, even the supporting cast that Kenshin had, had somebody they would go up against. You know, it was a perfect matchup for them. Like, Sanosuke went up against Anji, this monk who basically has the same fighting style that Sanosuke had, but he mastered it with all his limbs. So, Sanosuke had to come up with a plan on the fly just to counteract this guy, Anji, who had the really great backstory also, where he gets the ashes of his, you know, burned brothers and puts them in his eyes to represent his tears. That's great. That is so gross. That is so gross. Yes, it's but just, uh, this, the Kyoto arc really gave you some memorable villains. Not just Shishio, but you also had the Jupon Katana or the Ten Swords. Yeah. Who I feel were kind of did dirty in the fir- in the two films. Not they enough were. exposure, but what time did but, they have, really? That, yeah, and true, you know, budget, like, yeah, that's budget. Definitely, <laughs> and time. I, I think it was time. Really, it was time. Yeah. Like, for example, the first movie… Mm. Sanosuke is just thrown in there. Like, one minute he's in prison, the next minute he's living with them, you know? (laughs) They just have a quick fight at the beef hot pot place and then all of a sudden he's their best friend. Mm, But don't get me wrong. At the premiere of the 2012 Roni Kenshin, you know, whenever he would come out on screen and say his lines, he was just he doesn't look like the guy in the manga. He doesn't look like the no, guy in the anime. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Bef- he gets the character to a T. You know. know what? You know, to add to that point, is I remember my, my cousin, um, she had this huge crush on Sanosuke when you were watching the anime. And she, was, mm-hmm. she, said, she said something about how when she saw the pictures before the movie, before we, she saw the movie, she's like, oh my God, why are they doing this to Sanosuke? <laughs> where's, where's the justice? You know, it's like, and then you fight. She finally sees the movie. And she's like, okay, I get it. I get why this guy got the role. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, <laughs> well, here's what I, I gotta I, say about that. Okay, me and my priorities. You know me if you are a regular listener. <laughs> but um, objectively, yeah. okay, hindi sila sobrang pogi. Okay, not Kenshin. Starting off on the right foot. <laughs> But, but well, and them, not medyo pogi din naman si Kenshin. But anyway, my point is, they are not she took as it back. conventionally. Please no, she took it back. She, they are not as conventionally attractive as a lot of big stars, right? Like they would in a big blockbuster. You gotta have like good-looking people. But these people, these actors, embodied them so well. Na nakakapogi siya. Sobra. It's like they got the characters to a T that you know, since you know those characters and you see them translated so well into film, it's like, yeah, I get it. And yeah, when yeah. when you do that, when you do that sword sequence, man, okay, yeah, you're hot. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna give it. Who's your favorite? Okay. Who's your favorite translation into live action? Uh, I didn't have a crush on Saito when <laughs> in the anime. I actually <laughs> honestly had a crush on Ayoshi when I was uh, when I was watching the anime because Shinan I thought I was Misao. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Misao was my favorite, and I like embodied her in grade school at some point. Right. But yeah, I had a crush on Ayoshi. Okay. He's also not conventionally Hollywood attractive, but he just got the character so well that it's like, oh, bogey. But okay. Saito is my movie favorite because 
he may not have been attractive in the anime to me at all because he was always, always just so serious and surly. But the the movie Saito is my fave, my absolute fave. Because he added yeah. charm to it. That, he added that, that, humor. That he is the best. And now he that, was so that, that, badass. And I love movie Saito so much. Now that you mentioned Saito, because Saito is my favorite character in the anime. You know, this guy's just… You know, Saito Hajime. Shinsengumi. Sanban. Like the guy… Just <laughs> the guy… The, yeah, I did. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you can probably do a. You can probably work as a voice actor in Japan. Just learn the language. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Saito. So <laughs> is that all? Is that all I have to do? <laughs> Saito, Saito, Saito is my was my favorite character in the anime. You know, because this guy just looks so dangerous and so intimidating. You know, he mm-hmm. he's he's the guy who beat up Sanosuke with a in in Sanosuke's game with a fist fight. Right. Um. Then the promo pics come about the guy they cast as Sato. Saito. 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 Did you, you watch the same movie? <laughs> no, I said sorry. My bad. My bad. You see this guy who's kind of stocky. You know, if you look at Saito in the anime, he has this long face with sharp, sharp features. Then you sharp see angles. Sharp, He's sharp, like sharp, sharp, all features. angles. They're probably sharper than they're probably sharper than Kenshin's reverse edge sword. So yeah, mm-hmm. and the then the only round thing in his animated self were his eyes. Is he has eyeballs? <laughs> Okay, fine. Eyeballs. Hello, <laughs> eyes. Even the eyes were round. No, anyway. no, no. I meant eyeballs. Okay. Anyway, but you see the guy. I saw the guys. Uh, the guys promo pics. I was like, oh, why is this? Why does this guy look so stocky? And his head is boxy. Like it's so square. Why? my panga? Like to be fair, still angles. You have but, okay. such issues. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, I, I see what I, you mean. And, like, and he's, Saito is tall in the anime, and you see this guy's like, huh, he's as tall. He's I, I, think Ken, I think Kenshin's taller than him. No, no, no. He's still huh. taller no, than he's Kenshin. No, he's not. He's still taller uh, than Kenshin, uh, but not uh, as tall as the anime would be. Yeah, Even I mean, Sano wasn't as tall as the anime. Yeah, but the second you know, Saito enters the room, holy uh, hell. Yep. With like that he had cigarette this, in his he, mouth like a he, fucking badass. He got he the swagger. He does not he got, give a shit. He got the swagger that the anime Saito got. Sad. Yes. You know? But like he, he made got it, it likable somehow. Perfect. So he's mm-hmm. a complete douchebag. But you're no. kind of rooting for him. Yep. But the, in, there was this particular scene in the in the fourth movie where he actually spits out the cigarette when he was fighting a guy. It's like, he's fighting a guy. And he was smoking while fighting the guy. And he just spits it out. It's like, this guy is like, okay, Saito's my favorite. It's like, you know shit's going down when you bother him from smoking. I know. Yeah, what do you know? You dare, you you dare bother me on my smoke break? It's like, you know, he took off the road. He's still slashing people, but he's still smoking. That's a great time to like, he polished his boots, he pressed his uniform, he lit his cigarette. He got his four bangs right where he wanted them. <laughs> four, <laughs> four bangs. He and really now four you're making bangs. him put out his cigarette because you have the temerity to challenge him to a sword fight. How dare you? How but dare? How dare? Look, uh, it, what, something else I love about Saito Hajime. For those who are not familiar, he's a police officer in the present day. He's a friend, frenemy of Kenshin, I guess you could call yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. They used to be on opposite sides during the revolution. But now, you know, now that the pro-democracy forces won out, I guess, they're on the same side. They just want a better tomorrow for their country. And whenever he enters a room, he's never in a hurry. Like, <laughs> no, 
the bad part is that by the time he gets into the room, all of his men are dead, usually. Do you remember that part? You remember that part where they walk into a trap and he's like, damn it, it's a trap. And then he's just walking. I know. I know. Like, I know. Okay. He's still just walking. Sense of urgency. It's like, how okay, about in I'll this walk. new movie? In the new movie where, you know, Inishi is like slaughtering his men outside the train and he's just taking a stroll straight to the end of the train. Puffing on a cigarette, just going from one train car to the next. He's like, ah, what am I going to do when I get there? I wonder. But I'm not going to lie. When he showed up for the final fight, I was so happy at the end of the, the, the fight in the last half hour of the movie. I literally I said to my TV when he came out, I was like, my man, because he is that damn good. Can you yeah. can you say his name? Can you say his name in Japanese again? Do it, do it, just one more time. No, I'm not. I'm shy. I, I, that was a come one on, do it. It's do done. it, do it. There'll be other characters. Moving on. So okay, you'll do a Kaoru. Already, do a Kaoru. Do a Kaoru. Since, oh, no. since you already mentioned Anishi, finally let's get to the plot of right. this movie we're going to talk the about. Fuck is this new Runic movie Genshin, about? The final. Okay, so we uh, start with Kenshin's peaceful-ish life after he's defeated Shishio, and you know he's well into the family and and you know his community. But well, it starts out with a. Police chase, a police raid on the train where they mm-hmm. find a Chinese mafia boss named <laughs> any. Well, he's technically not Chinese; he's Japanese, but he's he not. But was. he speaks Chinese at the beginning, so he, it's yeah, cool. he does. And um, he he's looks bilingual. like a fabulous J-pop star with his orange uh, jumpsuit. Wait, can when I was watching the fight in the last part, I was like, hey, Papa some BTS member tong kawa ni Kenshin. Because he had white hair. He had white hair. I was like, oh. But since we're in Japan, let's make it J pop and not K pop. Yes. 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 To be geographically not the accurate. Same thing, you they're not the same thing. But, but <laughs> I know he, they're not. He would not. make a fabulous pop star with his he fashion sense. Absolutely sense. would. But you know what? <laughs> I'm just like, cloud, I was just cloud chasing. The thing opens like the police are looking for a Chinese crime boss, right? And they go into the train and everything is just period specific. Pinaghirapan ng PD, ng costumes and everything. And then there's like this Naruto refugee in the corner. I'm like, I wonder if he's the one they're looking for. <laughs> with his, with his tiny John Lennon glasses. And well, his crazy you know, white hey. hair. You know where you know where he was wearing loud in loud colored clothes and his John Lennon glasses and his white hair. Maybe he was him not moving was was him trying to hide. Maybe if I don't move, they won't notice me. Like drafts. <laughs> it's I was not like, like he was we'll, hiding anyway. He was he, he was, was like in the he, he was just like relaxed. <laughs> no, he, he was staying. The one guy oh, yeah. in the entire train who looks like an anime character. That's the bad guy. <laughs> well, no, did, that's not they true. Did from the anime, it is directly from the anime design. But yes, this J-pop star we are talking about is Yukishiro Enishi, mm-hmm. who will connect to Kenshin's past. Well, here he is, of course, about to take revenge on the Hitokiriba right. Tosai who killed his sister. Shimura Kenshin. I almost spat out my water. I almost spat out my water when it. When MJ was saying that, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I like to surprise you. But yes, that's generally what is going to happen in this film. Anishi is basically going to ruin Kenshin's life. Not just his, mm-hmm. but all the people he loves and cares about. His entire city, pretty much. No, they, 
Yeah, we're going to go to that one line he says, which is pretty badass. Like, I'm not after your body. I'm after your soul. Was it? That? <laughs> man, man, that's creepy. It's like, I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> Sorry. Really Thirsty was. comment. You're not after my body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Kidding. He's cute, though. He's cute. I well, knew know, it. My taste. <laughs> you know me and my I taste. Knew it. I like BTS. <laughs> and hot so, G-pop people. So. So yeah. Inishi has a person. Inishi has a personal axe to grind with Kenshin, and he's willing to pretty much murder. <laughs> what the hell did so, I say? Axe to grind. You said axe to grind. Yeah, you got the term right. Correct. Oh, thank God! I thought I said but, something you know, else. We're just messing with them- you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, to be thematically correct, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, basically the movie is about how he's willing to kill pretty much everybody that Kenshin loves and holds dear in his quest to basically screw with the former assassin. What did you guys think of the movie? It was heavy. I, yeah. <laughs> so heavy. I didn't expect to tear up at certain points in the movie, but I oh, did. Oh, you teared up. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, look at you tearing up. I only teared up in the first movie when all the references came back in, you know, and the whole nostalgia factor. That's what made the first one so light. But this one is mainly focused on the OAV, which uh, in the series and, and the manga was very heavy compared to the big bulk of whatever mm-hmm. was in the series, right? So the OAV kind of like more OVA? focuses more on Kenshin's more personal past, which is his relationship with Inishi's sister who Tomoe. became his wife, Tomoe. Tomoe. Um, she is one of the two people who gave him his iconic ex-scarf on his mm-hmm. face. And the other mm-hmm. was caused by her fiancé who he murdered before he met before he, you know, got on with her, pretty For messed democracy. up, kind of like yeah, but but, but she wasn't kind of messed reason, up, to kind of like fuck she the, wasn't fuck the. Wife or future wife of the guy you just murdered. Well, okay, let, okay. For 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 those of <laughs> you who aren't for those of you who aren't familiar, let's get it. Let's get it. Get things straight. Like, parang she wasn't the reason why Kenshin. Sorry, Batusai mur- murdered the fiance though. I think no, he was she a wasn't. Body. She wasn't. He she he was just working at you know, working as with you know working as a bodyguard for a very important person that he had to assassinate. This particular couple haunts him not mainly because they were the two people who gave him his scarf. It's mainly the guilt that really haunted Kenshin. When he killed Tomoe's fiance, it just kind of not literally and emotionally scarred him because um, he was a kind of a tough opponent. He actually put up a fight and it really stuck with Kenshin how this man really wanted to live because he had a fiancé and a woman he loves. And uh, when him. he… He had something yeah. to live for or someone to live yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which is also kind of a theme for Kenshin. So he witnessed the crime scene the morning after and saw the utterly devastated Tomoe and her cries must have like traumatized him for life. Mm -hmm. And fate will bring them together eventually. This is basically the topic of the beginning-ish. But just to give you context of why this feels so heavy on Kenshin is not only because he got the scars from them, but he actually ended up having a relationship with this woman and actually loving her with his whole heart and accidentally 
murdering her. <laughs> yeah, that would end. that would mess up that would mess up a guy, I think. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> so pretty you much. do understand Genshin having a lot of baggage and a lot of people coming him af- coming after him for that. Coming him? Why are they coming him? Coming after him. Coming after him. <laughs> So yeah, this is pretty much the traumatic past of Kenshin. And Enishi is there to bring it to the present because Kenshin killed his sister. It's so out for revenge. Yes. yes, because Kenshin killed his big sister by accident. So he went to China and became a J-pop star. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Technically, technically <laughs> kung China is not J-pop, right? Because he's China. Siya. I'm confused. That actually He's, makes some kind of sense. He has multiple cultures, <laughs> basically. Uh, well, he can speak Mandarin and he can speak Japanese. So you go, guys. Yeah, that is talented. Cool. Mm-hmm. It confused me. Arms. Okay. <clears throat> it confused actually, sorry, me like, sorry. The the first lights that were thrown into the movie were in Mandarin. I was like, huh? I was confused. <laughs> I, I had to check. I had to check my audio settings when I was watching. I was like, huh? <laughs> Sorry. So like I am happy to say that I understood chunks of it. Except yes. for the parts about except for the parts about arms dealing, because I don't you don't learn that shit in grade school. So <laughs> basically you find out that Inishi sold Shishio some of the weapons and the ship that he used in the last couple of movies. So that ties Inishi in. So basically he's been a pain in Kenshin's butt for years and Kenshin just didn't know it. But now mm-hmm. he's come to collect in person what he thinks that he is owed. And it's revenge. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Is, that the build-up it, to the character was kind of cool. What? I, I was actually surprised going into the movie because from the trailers and from the what I saw in the lead up to the film was I thought this would be about his love story with Tomoe. And if you've seen that, that is basically one of my favorite pieces of OVA, my favorite anime, anything Movies. of all time. It is just so good. The yep. animated version is just beautiful. It is sublime, okay? It's animated in a completely different style from the regular show. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot bloodier, gorier, and it goes uh-huh. deeper into the adult themes. Uh, and you see how severely messed up this highly trained assassin is, really. And it's like he's had a very really traumatic tra- childhood. He did. He did. Right. It, you know, he was like and, trained from what? A young age to be the best swordsman on the planet. No, he, he saw the people that were taking care of him getting murdered in front of his eyes until he was eventually saved by Hiko Shijiro. That's his true. Master, That's true. Yeah. We saw mean, in the last movie. Yes, The we Legend did. Ends. The Legend well, Ends, right? He, yeah, the well, ends. He, well, you saw his Apparently, it didn't end. One. <laughs> Like his foot. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, and the and the legend didn't end. So you know. No, it didn't. Yeah, the, the legend yeah. still goes on as long as we make money. The legend continues. Well, back of the yeah. final is the end. I don't know. Ah, yeah, never here's, mind. Here's what confuses me about <laughs> the release, release order. Okay, so obviously you have the first three, which are <sighs> pretty much the arc of the anime and the manga. Yeah, it's and like then the, first the OAVs. Two yeah, and the OAVs are pretty much Kenshin's prequel and epilogue. Sort of. So I don't know why they started with the end when they could have gone with the beginning <laughs> or, or like how he meets Tomoe and ends up killing her. In I, the, have in, 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 in I have a theory. I have a theory. So at least, so at least, kung yung end yung huli, at least happy ending naman siya. Kasi we all know how the beginning ends and it's 
fucking depressing. Okay. Bisha okay. <laughs> say I have a theory. No, no, no. I have a theory cuz like it's been 7 years since the last two movies came out, right? So maybe they didn't want to front wow, load it with a prequel. It's been that long. But like maybe they didn't want to front load it after so long with a prequel where you pretty much didn't know anybody except Kenshin. They wanted to bring guy. back all the familiar faces. No, they wanted no, Saito, Kaoru. They wanted everybody up front. And I if you guess. look at if you look what? at the manga and but then you here, look at here, the movie, here's like, the you think they shot they, they shot these two movies all at the same time, like they did the last two movies. Because they have footage of the flashbacks in, in the final. So they could have just marketed it, you know, like as like they did the last two movies, the parang, oh, we're gonna show you, we're gonna show you the 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 prequel to the legend of of Batusai, you know, and then this is gonna be the final act. They could have done that. Like, I don't know. That's on top of my I, I head. See that's what, what I can think means, of. I guess on a on a continuity standpoint, because you're la- you you left off with Shishio yeah. and then you connect it, but. I'm just commenting in terms of how it's gonna make you feel. <laughs> I agree. La- you do you do see that the last one will be fucking depressing since you know that Tomoe yeah. dies at the end of it and it's fucking sad. It, it, but exactly. if that's the last you're gonna see of all of them, I'm sad. But uh, fine, I get it. I get it in a continuity standpoint. Fine. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, like they could have just marked. They could have just started it to the beginning. Have you seen mar- how quickly mar- they reboot movies now? They don't even wait five years. So you're expecting people to go back seven years and remember every single name, every single face. The, so bad, I, mean, I had to rewatch uh-huh. all of it. Then okay, month. exactly. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Because I did. People too. are stupid now. They need to be reminded. <laughs> Look at it this way. Like I was saying earlier, if you look at the manga version of this story, this story was never actually animated in the anime. This story mm-hmm. arc wasn't done yet when the anime was being made. That's why they had that bullshit sh- Shogo Amakusa <laughs> arc at the, th- oh for the third god, season. Oh my god, that was so bad. Have you ever Ooh. seen a whole season as filler? Oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah. The manga wasn't done yet. And, <laughs> oh my god, and the one where Kenshin goes blind. The one where Kenshin fights Christians, boys and girls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> was it? Did he fight the Templars or something? I don't know. Christians. It was really bad. It was just really Christians fucking bad. Did it, he so fight like, the guy? The guy who 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 was on a horse with a lance. It's a lance. <laughs> Hello. No. Hello. Or basically, is some guy claiming to be some sort of nth number of uh, nth coming of Jesus? So, yes. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's why his AKA is Son of God. I'm like, oh my God, what are we watching? It's but like, like <laughs> I was like, should I be offended as a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, the third season in a perfect world would have covered this whole Inishi arc about the brother of his former love coming to seek revenge for her accidental death. But if you look at… and They never really animated that except in another OVA which we'll talk about later because it's really terrible. It there felt are characters, There are characters here that show up way earlier than they do in the manga. Like Sojiro. At the last oh. time we saw Sojiro, he, he wanted to go off and find his own identity without somebody dictating it for him. Whether it was Shishio, Kenshin, whoever the hell, right? He went off to find himself. He doesn't come back until Yahiko's an adult in the manga. But here, because again, we need to be reminded of why we love this franchise because it's been seven years. They brought him right back. And I can imagine if we were in the cinema, the second you see yeah. him doing this little skippy thing, you would have oh, cheered. Yeah. You would have cheered was, if you saw him in the cinema. I, so yeah. I was, was cheering, fun. but I'm like, I was like, he's not supposed to be there, but yay! 
It was, was just like, so fun seeing I had old, to, old faces. I had to pause the movie while watching. I was like, did he show up in this story arc? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's like, he shows up it's been way years. later. It's been years. Yeah, but, but I, I was happy to see him. And they have one of the better fights, actually. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. When it's the two that, of them that, going up against Inishi's men, that is amazing. That, that why fight was kind of like men... Ray and um, what's his name? Her love interest. Uh, that Star Wars movie sucked when they fought against those red guards. Ray and Kylo, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. But that was a good yeah. fight though when they were together. Yep. Are you saying Shishio, that. Are you saying Kenshin and Sojiro love each other that much? No, I'm just saying. I was just saying. I was just comparing the scenes, you know, juxtaposing. Not that saying they love each other that much. Maybe Sojiro. Was... Ad- maybe Sojiro just admires Kenshin because you know he was uh, af- he was inspired after he was defeated by Kenshin. Why did all of Inishi's men look like you know reject immortals from Three Hundred? God. All their foot soldiers. They look Hindi. like leftover immortals. I mean, I know Hindi it's also Hindi a Warner Brothers movie, but I mean it's not it's not leftover. Le- it's not rejected. It's like low budget immortals, because you know, no armor. <laughs> this Fine, is fair enough. <laughs> and All right. I'm not look, I've seen the Shishio arc way too many times. So I'm more familiar with the bad guys from the first two seasons. And because this season never got animated, I honestly don't remember if they took liberties with Inishi's men. I know yeah, a couple of them were true. repurposed for the first movie. I remember that because it made sense because they had that whole Gatling gun and they were doing drugs. But in this one, we have like a full-on cyborg. <laughs> yeah. And- Dude, it was like fighting. There's this character in Final Fantasy VII named Barrett who was basically this dude. Yes, that's what he looked like. And then the it other guy Barrett. looked like Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Which? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did. I was like watching yeah. this. I'm like, it's like Kenshin's fighting video games. <laughs> but you, yeah, you know I'm what's funny really though? Sure about the references I, I think, to those characters. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying to remember if I saw these much. guys in the OVA or the the anime. Definitely not. But I was trying to remember if they were in the in the second. Terrible which is OVA. which is kind of sad because I know the Jupon Gatana more. Yes, and they were given a lot of screen time in the anime for you to get to know them. But mm-hmm. half yeah. of them was just basically murdered by Saito in the beach. <laughs> so that's oh, true. Okay, because Saito's Ooh, awesome. Okay. Saito Saito's yeah, awesome. Is. Yeah, <laughs> some something that I wish that we had. If this, I mean, these movies make no mistake. These are some of the finest, if not the finest, manga to live action translations I've ever seen. No bullshit. Mm-hmm. But something that I wish we they had was more time. Like if this was maybe yeah. a ten episode series, yeah, then maybe. Sai- Sanosuke wouldn't just be an afterthought in the first movie. It was great to see him, but. Why is he here? I mean, or in the second what? and third movies, what MJ said, why the hell is Shinomori Ayoshi Oniwabanshu here? I don't fucking know. Yeah, and- I mean, did Ayoshi dirty, I swear, in the last two films? His motivation was so shallow in the and movie. Dude, he, he you, did- do, you do explore it more in the anime, but mm-hmm. it's like you see why he's so angry at Kenshin. Can, 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 I just want to defeat the best. And then in can, this we, movie, can, 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 can we can rant about how dirty they did Ayoshi in this movie? I mean, like oh, yeah. he barely <laughs> had for him. <laughs> he barely had any lines in this movie, and then he I couldn't know, he, believe he, he died. He didn't. I don't. They, they didn't show that he died. Okay, fine. They didn't show yeah. he died. I assume he died because Misa was pissed in, off. In any in well, any Misha, mo- in Misa any would movie, probably be more broken if he actually died. You know? Yes, true, true. She, yep. she wouldn't. She wouldn't even have the will to give us that badass fight scene in the end. Like I'm so she happy. She was about amazing. That. 
Yeah, I, but I anyway, have... let's get let's, let's complain about Ayoshi first. Didn't they just you know blow him up or something, and then we just see him mm. with like a, a a wall on top of him? It's like oh, Ayoshi. <laughs> But I know I know people whose favorite character is Ayoshi and then you just see him like blown blown up in this movie. Like you, you're one. I have I have friends, like mo- most of my friends love Ayoshi. Like more than like some of I them love, more, like him. I love Ayoshi, more, but I can't take but, that the live action is like a bad render of Ryan Agoncillo. Like seriously. Bro. No, don't give me that visual. <laughs> <laughs> because it is. It's true. No. Look at him. No. No. I refuse. Uh, I refuse. <laughs> I will block that image out. I will block it out forever. No. You can't. When you see the nose, it's all over. No. 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 He does have… He does have no. the Ayoshi. He does have Ayoshi's no. nose. Ryan Agoncillo doesn't have those fabulous bangs. Alright. Alright. Fine. Okay. fine. Okay, but he does have long hair so, now. So he how, may have the fabulous so, bangs now. So how he… And he doesn't die. They don't show him die. But there's a whole bomb explosion, multiple bomb explosions in the city. And after saving, after saving an innocent bystander, he gets crushed by the debris. <laughs> it's so sad. I can see you're emotional. Would you like a moment? <laughs> it's like it was so. I wish you dirty for, in this entire series. How could you? No, but the thing is, for a character that is so badass. And to see him leave the series in such underwhelming fashion. Well, the guy doesn't right. even. MJ's right. Let's that... use comic book movie logic. We didn't see a body. We didn't see a yeah. funeral. He could be fine somewhere. Yeah, Drunk exactly. doctor could be taking care of him. He could be in Megumi's yes. clinic sucking opium. Which is, wh- which is why I said. Ex- <laughs> hey, she doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's not that's being coerced. What she says. <laughs> that's what she well, says. That's what she says. She doesn't say my sideline, sir. So fine, fine. fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah I just yeah. In general, I wish Ayoshi was given more depth. But oh well, his trench coat was fabulous. I <laughs> know. What, not, I like his outfit here more than when he first showed up because his first trench coat didn't look that comfortable. I actually felt bad for him in the summer heat of Kyoto, you know. It was like, what the hell are you wearing, man? But it was cool. No, I mean like… I don't know. Maybe Judai picked it out for him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, No, I mean… So, see me Judai. Sorry, yeah. Iba yung issue ko kay Ayoshi. Because, you know, again, it's the same as Saito. Like, this Ayoshi's short. So, the… He looked like a kid. In an oversized jacket. He's not sure. He didn't look like a kid. You're being judgy. Wait, we're, we're all completely judgy. Short. I have no high ground. I think <laughs> you have I, no high ground indeed. I know. Don't get me wrong, okay? Like, their characters, they were all spot on with their characters. I love yeah, I'm not every I'm not saying them. they weren't. I'm just saying visually, he just looked shorter than the Ayoshi I saw in the ad. Did he look short? No, he does not look short to me. To me. Look short. To me. Well, like, even Saito. Made... Saito looks really short. No. Compared to the anime. Saito, eh. Well, not yeah. Not in general. Because the anime dude's like 8 feet tall. But, you know. Well, fair <laughs> enough. It's all well, exaggerated. Then. What I was upset about was I'm seeing all these familiar faces after 7 years and it's kind of freaky how little they've aged except for like Kenshin around the eyes and the cheekbones. But for the most part, they all look like they just filmed the last movie like last week because they yeah. all look the same. It's amazing. I mean, fine. They're on like their third Yahiko in five movies. But you oh know, my whatever. god, yes. <laughs> 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 
They're like, like these kids are going through kid. puberty way too fast. How dare they? I bet those Stranger <laughs> Things guys never have to go through this. But um, <laughs> the, the thing is, like, they're in it just to get knocked off by Inishi. Like, Sano takes it up the butt, you know. Ayoshi oh. kiss, kisses it goodbye from a wall falling on him. It's like, they showed up. We wanted to hear more about them after not seeing them for so long. What are they doing? What are they up to? Is Sano flirting with Megumi? I don't have think no. It just would have been nice if they had some development, you know? If just they show up essentially just to get bumped off to give Kenshin motivation. And that kind of sucks. And Kaoru especially. You know, she's just not very interesting in this movie. Can I say I fucking hate Kaoru in this series? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, they how many her... times do you get kidnapped? They fucking they hell! Don't give her, they don't give her anything to do in these movies. I mean, besides Kenshin! <laughs> I thought she'd no be killing. like a badass character because she's this she has a dojo. She teaches exactly. Kendo. On the a show form she of could combat. kick his ass. Yeah. On the show she could kick his ass. Here in the, in the, in the, in the movie, she's just good for is getting kidnapped and being motivation for Kenji. Exactly. Uh, yep. Hate it. I hate oh, well. it so much. Well, you do have Misao, so. Wait, so. okay, now I gotta I gotta bring this one up though. One of my favorite anime scenes of all time is in the Shishio arc when Kenshin decides he's going to Kyoto and he tells Kaoru that he has to leave. And that it's makes this, me cry every time. It's this tear-filled farewell where he's all stoic. She's emotional because she's telling him he doesn't have to go back to being a killer. And it's dark and there's fireflies all around. Oh, and it's just one of the… beautiful. Most well done, well directed, well acted, well animated scenes that I've that that, that that that's in my memory. And then in Kyoto Inferno, the second movie, they did that exact scene, but they did it in broad daylight and with like five hundred percent less emotion because the actress who plays Kaoru just we don't have any connection to her because these movies just she's just the kidnap victim. That's all her role exactly. is in these movies. Mm-hmm. In the so, anime, you see her crying. Like literally going on her knees yes. and sobbing her eyes out when Kenshin leaves. Mm-hmm. In, the, uh, in the movie, it's just like she's just standing there stunned. It's like at least and, in the anime, you saw how much she cared about him. But you do see that here, but not as much. I, th- I think also something like… Something that… As many gaps as there are in these movies, like with Kaoru's character or with like Sanosuke's introduction, his backstory, or even Shinomori Ayoshi's backstory, we go into this, we're coming from a place of nostalgia. We already love these characters. So we already know their backstory. So it's okay for us if they don't show it all to us. But I can't imagine how it would be like if a muggle came into this movie. <laughs> muggle. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's the you Warner know? Brothers. It's the Warner Brothers. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> like, I remember I saw the first one with my parents. After the premiere, I wanted to show it to them. So we saw it. They, they actually enjoyed it. But like, by the second movie, with the 8 million characters being introduced, with the Jupon Gatana, with Shishio and Ayoshi. That, no, that might have been too overwhelming. They had no idea what was going on. My, my parents yeah. were just like, what happened? What? Oh, it's not done yet. I see. <laughs> you know. Nah. I guess There's it's a part really three. more for the fans. But again, for what it is, I still say it's one of the more successful manga anime translations to live action that we've had. Because what, what the yeah, fuck is the alternative? Dragon Ball? Seriously? No. No, no. no. That live does not action. exist. 
How no. about that, uh, that Western Death Note? That was god awful with no. I did not even see that. It, okay, another okay, fine. Something that's closer to this was the Attack on Titan live action movies. Where the Attack, wow. Attack on Titan uh. Exactly. Like they, they changed the narrative entirely. Like, they I made it did this whole not fut- understand why they bothered, it, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. The, yeah, that, but enough about that. We're talking about, you know, sorry, a sorry, better, back to Kenshin. A, a, this is still yeah, a fantastic about- adaptation. Um, yeah, so, we wouldn't be as giddy as we are now if it wasn't in any terms acceptable or faith. It's more than acceptable. It was very, very satisfying to see it all on screen. So well yes. acted. And mm-hmm. the story, uh, it has some gaps, yeah. but still very enjoyable. Yeah. Still takes you to that nostalgic I, 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 ride. I loved, I loved Inishi in this movie. Like, there wasn't really like when I saw the original OV, OVA back back when back in high school was it anyway back in high school there wasn't really to go anything much to go about Inishi as a character except that he hated Kenshin because of what Kaoru is but okay. when this, just just to be, just be clear he's talking about the second OVA where Inishi is a full formed bad guy already yeah yes because like the was first it, was one was the prequel this the second one was a sequel yes. With, with, was Ini, was Inishi in? Yeah, he was in the first. But anyway, yeah, yeah. he was. Um, but as a, as a little boy, but he was as in a the sequel boy. OVA, which comes is set after the anime. It's called Roni Kenshin Reflections. And I'm sorry, MJ, but we gotta go into this one. Uh, it's so bad. No, but no. Com- comparing, comparing. No, but that's this where thing. Inishi showed up. That's the only other place we see him. Honestly, yeah, yep. yeah. I'm fine with the Inishi arc. I just hate how it all ends. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> or, or how or how they used. Or how they formulated the story about Kaoru and Kenshin. Anyway, but this 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 is Inishi uh, Inishi in the in the OVA. You know, aside from him hating Kenshin for what happened to to Tomoe, there was really nothing much to go about him as compared to how this character in this Inishi in the movie, where there was just so much more depth. You can feel well, more they, emotion with this guy. That was in the manga, to be fair. They just never animated the fucking thing because they were doing well, yeah. Christians. But they were. It was so bad. You know, like anime have filler have episodes in though. between story arcs. This is a whole filler yes. season. So that so that the yes. anime can catch and up with the ma- with the actual manga. But then they got canceled. Yeah. So fuck that. Back to Inishi. So yeah, um, I never read the manga. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so I wasn't really familiar with. In, in, in Ishi, like to him come out and say that I was doing all these things I was the mastermind for all these these fights you had to go through and now I'm coming to collect my dues what you owe me I'm gonna come my, personally and kill you myself that that was just so different it was it was mostly faithful to the manga I can say honestly but it took out a lot of things like um in the manga there was an entire bit where Kenshin is actually given the the diary of Tomoe by somebody that he doesn't actually know is his father-in-law, for example. Because in movie, it just goes to Kaoru and she never gives it to Kenshin like a little bitch. <laughs> like a petty she, little bitch. Like, I'm she, not going to give you your ex's memorabilia. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she managed She managed to be Katipa at some point. It's like, eh. well, she, she did give it to Inishi in the end. So it's fine. To, to but be then fair, the I, think, time, I think that's on Misao for giving it to the girlfriend. Honestly. <laughs> Miso what? should not have given the ex-girlfriend's deepest thoughts to the current girlfriend. But my That's on her. Thought that 
She didn't think Kaoru was that petty. Hindi. Apparently she was. Nagulat din siya. She's like, oh, oh, you know about Tomoe. Oh, so you were going to give me the ex's diary without telling me who she was? Fuck you, kid. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, kidnap victim na nga si Kaoru throughout the entire series. <laughs> Tapos petty pa siya. Ayaw pa niya ibigay kay Kenshi. Diba? She's the petty damsel in distress. Oh my god. Okay, so like, the only other place that we've really seen Inishi in action is that god-awful OVA that comes after the animated series. Now, most people have seen the or the first OVA, which was the origin of the Scar. They've seen the anime. But a lot of people haven't seen Reflection because honestly, you're not missing much. But in a nutshell, it basically is like a bunch of vignettes just telling everything that happened in Fast Forward over two episodes. Everything that happened that would have happened in season three. As Kenshin looks back on his life. Because at this point, he's had a kid with Kaoru and Yahiko's running the dojo and Kenshin decides, I cannot live this civilized life. I'm gonna go off and die in peace because like I got leprosy or some shit. Well, he helps. thank God they didn't do it in this movie. That's oh, what there's I'm more, grateful there, for. There's more stuff that you're gonna be grateful for because no, apparently it, like all these years <laughs> that he's gone, he helps Japan take over Korea and yeah, that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> And then he comes yeah, back just not, to die uh, of leprosy. He comes back uh, to die of leprosy in Kaoru's arms. I, I think I remember that, that Kaoru. Wrong. I think I remember that Kaoru kisses him when he was dying of leprosy. I was like, hmm. Once she gets I think leprosy at some too? point, I think at some point she tells him that she doesn't care and just you know let's do it anyway. I'll have leprosy too, and we'll be happy together. And he's like, no, I can't do that to you. Who did well, they write not. that for? Like seriously, who wanted to see that? Well, at yeah, least that, here. That, that, OVA sucked. It really did. Well, Ugh. again, I say this is not what happened in this movie at the very least. And, I actually and I'm like glad. the ending. Yeah, the ending uh, of this yeah. was nice. Uh, the ending here was basically they've defeated Anishi. He's in jail. He's crying his eyes out from reading his sister's diary and how she doesn't hate Kenshin at all. And makes him regret all his life choices. And this ends um, with Kenshin and Kaoru at Tomoe's grave where they just say a prayer. And um, I just love how the lines went when Kaoru asked, uh, when they asked each other, Kaoru and Kenshin asked each other, what did you tell Tomoe? And Kaoru was like, uh, I just, I said, I said, thank you. And I'm, I don't know, uh, you know, the, and she somehow still saved me. And I guess it was her talking to him not to kill me. And Kenshin was like, uh, she asked Kenshin, oh, what, did you what did you tell her? He said, I told her, thank you. I told her, I'm sorry. And goodbye. And then he holds uh, Kaoru's hand. <laughs> that was so nice. <laughs> it was like, like no, he made Now do you see why I think Kenshin, why I'm saying, why I say Kenshin isn't dense? It's because he was actually just looking for closure. This whole time, he just didn't want to acknowledge that Kaoru actually liked him and he liked Kaoru. For so he was just playing cuteness, dumb the whole time. Can we just time. say he's dense? I think he's dense. No, look, because he had that weighing on his head. Why are we back to dense? <laughs> no, no, no. I think he was dense. Why because are he we had back this... to him being dense? No, no, no. He had this chip on his shoulder that he wasn't over with. So he was completely oblivious. He was an idiot. By choice. Like I have to live and suffer. Uh, can we get this. over this, please? Sige, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I'm happy that he got his closure, to be honest, because like you could see that he was still carrying this chip on his shoulder for all of these years. That the second he found out 
who Inishi was, the second he saw who was behind all these recent killings that were happening in his town, he called a family meeting. (laughs) You know, he told Kaoru, get everyone. And I really liked that because over the last three and a half movies up to this point, they really have become a family, dysfunctional as they are. You got your hot-headed little kid who wants to be a swordsman. You got your drunk street fighter who was always Madungis, by the way. We don't he's know so why he's Madungis. here. In, but in he's all here. the movies, he's so fucking Madungis. He is. Maybe he does. I don't want to know how he smells because he just seems like he doesn't take a shower all the time. <laughs> no, he fell in the river at, at this point. In this one, I think. <laughs> yeah, but then you get dirty if you don't clean up after or if you're rolling around in the dust. He gets but, covered in chicken you know. feathers, in blood, in flour. Okay, wait. Like, Sanos had probably had the most glorious, you know, battle charge in this movie also. Well, he got the door open, right? <laughs> Yeah, but then he, he, he was he, okay. It was pretty cool. Like he ran in with a battering ram while he was all bandaged up and you know had one functional arm. <laughs> yeah, he did. He just wanted to fight. <laughs> I felt so bad for him when Inishi beat the hell out of him. He put his head through oh, a yeah. wall. He sm- he broke a scabbard over his neck. He was like. They're really gonna kill him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah he I thought he was gonna Sano. die at some point. Yeah, I would have been so here. upset. Especially that last part when she was bandaging bandaging him up, Tapas he says, like, don't overdo it, and then Megumi just slaps him. Slaps <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's a doctor, she should know better. <laughs> and then but she no, says, Don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. She's the fox lady. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> Yes, she anyway. does that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, Misha. Just, oh I fucking god. love this show. Screw you guys. <laughs> That's even better than the Saito impression. <laughs> oh. Little fox ears. But yeah. I, I like that these dysfunctional fucking weirdos have become a family unit. That when it comes time to reveal Kenjin's big secret to everybody, he tells them as a family. Because it's time to come clean. And that's what you do with family, right? You work your shit out together. And that's why it gets a little bit repetitive whenever he tells them, stay here, I'm going to go take care of shit. Because you know they're all going to follow anyway. And those are the parts where these movies work the best. When it's him and his family fighting together. In the first movie, there was Sanosuke and himself taking on all of the opium guys. In this movie, there is one bit where there's like next, there's like a long shot where it just traverses the entire length of an alleyway. And every now and then, you know, Saito will come into the frame. Kenshin's running towards the camera, trying to get into the place. Miss Misao is jumping across the frame. And wow. I was like, this is the way it should be with your light rock slash world music inspired soundtrack with the wailing in the background for some reason. Oh my god, works. I hate the soundtrack. I'm so sorry. If Somehow it if works when they're fighting as a group. If there's no no no. Okay. Most of it was great. If there's re- really one bone I have to pick, it's the main <laughs> theme where there are like the wailing? <laughs> World music. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. Okay, that is my bone to pick with this entire series. That main theme with that. That was the least Japanese. That was the least (laughs) Japanese in the whole in in, in this whole movie. But I mean, like, I didn't think it fit the whole setting and the theme. No, it didn't. 
it really like didn't. Interesting, it might, interesting creative decision, but okay, fine. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> it might be something of Japanese culture that we're not very familiar with in general, but we're just no, talking about no, how not. it fits this. It's not? Okay, so. I, it just th- I think they the just piece. left. I think like the editor had an Enya CD in at the time when he was working on this. <laughs> But Dead. again, no, again, no, no Enya would be more subtle. For me, at this point, it's Pavlovian. I know that when I hear those stupid whales, that <laughs> awesome shit is about to happen. Awesome yeah, shit is not, about to happen. Yeah, but it's not supposed to sound like 300. It's not supposed to sound like 300. <laughs> But that yes, is my, this is not a Greek. It's not a Greek, you know, a Greek battle. It's, it's <laughs> Japanese. And can we just talk about the battles because they're kind of awesome? Yes, I, I like how is- they thread the line between he's not a superhuman, but he's like pretty damn super. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like the scenes were amazing. They were fast. Like the they were. They were breathtaking because literally you have no room to breathe because everything's going on so fast. But I, I in like a good the, way. I like the fact that somehow the it seems very no, it's not very realistic. No, but it's, it's grounded gr- somehow. It, it, yeah, you, you get. I can't articulate it, but yeah, I think that's. that's I, I that's can't what articulate I was it either. It's like to. there's clearly wire work being used. There's clearly some CGI, yeah. but. Somehow it's kind of within the realm of possibility. Like if Wait, you were super strong, on, you kind of could do that. Hold on, I think I got it. Like you know how when you have fight scenes that have a lot of wire work in it, it just feels so unnatural. It just right. you, you know it choreographed so well. But yeah. this one manages to bridge the gap between grit and stylized. I think it's yeah. because I this think. is like it looks like an extension of their abilities rather than their abilities. Like the wires, like they can fly. No, but they can just jump really high. Stuff like that. Does that yeah. make sense somehow? Or, or yeah, they I just bounce because, back because, on, if they get hit so hard they just manage to bounce back or change direction so rapidly as if… It is so you know, good. Uh. It is. And one thing I love about the entire series and it is so incredibly consistent. All the fight scenes in each and every movie was so good. It's and so, that's what… That's what makes me thankful about it being directed by the same person because the first one was good and it was able to maintain that all throughout the currently four movies. Did you see Keishi Otomo has vision and he just continued with it all throughout? And did you guys see the training video of Takehiro Sato? Yeah, yes, so much work. Like, I, just watching I, I like, it, it, it. What I like about Takeru Sato is like he brings a lot of physicality to it, but also yeah. some kind of crazy dignity somehow that it looks mm-hmm. plausible. And mm-hmm. a lot of that I would think comes from his experience doing stunts when he was Kamen Rider. Because, you know, that's a big action show. He was doing martial arts like every freaking day. So yeah. when I think moving on to this, he brought a lot of that physicality to it and it shows. And yeah, fantastic. I mean, like, especially when he gets into that running stance or when he starts running. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, Kenshin's supposed to be fast. And then you see it. You see it in how he moves. You see it in, in his posture. He, he had it to a point where it was believable. Like, even if the guy was actually, if he was faster than a freaking mm-hmm. machine gun from a guy's I arm. don't care. He could do that. <laughs> I believe it. It yeah. happened in a movie. It has to be Himura. real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good it, stuff. It's just the swiftness of everything also is just so perfect with the whole samurai theme. Because you do imagine that they move lightning fast. So it just fits. Everything just… <laughs> ah, it's so stuff. beautiful. And then, and then in contrast, 
you have Saito who does not give a shit. <laughs> he will just beat your ass on his own time. He's not okay. in a hurry, but he's going to beat your ass. No, 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 no. But, but this, remember, remember that scene where I mentioned he spits out the cigarette. He's smoking as he's fighting. Oh, this was the scene where you know that shit's going down. Because, oh, final boss of Saito. Spits the cigarette and starts kicking ass. Basically, Saito's like this. He is, he is, you know, I move in my own time, motherfucker. So it's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I will move so when like I somebody time. charges at him, it's like, I do my shit fast so I can smoke. <laughs> I know. I love, I love that, you know, they, I love that they kept his signature move from the anime in the movies. Oh, every time he raises his sword over his head and he's <laughs> yeah. with his outstretched arm every fucking time. It's like, yeah, oh, like yes! 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 <laughs> his bato jutsu. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So I love those badass. movies. And here, at least, especially in this last movie, you already mentioned how it all comes together in the final battle. Can we talk about how awesome Miss Sal oh, yeah. was? Yes! She mm-hmm. was given so much fighting screen time and it makes me unbelievably happy because yes, she's a fucking ninja and she can fucking kiss, kick your ass even though she's freaking tiny. She's half mm-hmm. inch in size. But that was good though. Like she had that whole Bruce Lee moment that come at me. It's like that part well, made me, you know, her maybe her favorite boy band gangster leader, you know, had a wall fall on him. So she was motivated. Her favorite J-pop <laughs> idol. Misao was awesome in this one because she actually had something to do. She wasn't just like a sidekick like she used to be essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had like this great shining moment and she was actually fighting one of the tougher guys, right? This wasn't that the guy Ayoshi was fighting before he got blown up. Mm. Psycho Mantis? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still not over the fact that they had to fight video game characters. I mean, like, it just looked like it. But the funny thing is, like, the original comics, like, if you look at the designs, a lot of them took inspiration from, like, Western comics. Like, like Jin-e was Gambit, basically. If you look at him, you can never unsee it. Like, down to the black... Eyes with the white pupils in the middle. No, <laughs> he was Gambit. Jin A was Gambit. I know, but you don't. I uh, point it out. So it was just, and Misa was generally annoying. If you watch the English dub, where she sounds like a man for some reason. <laughs> yeah, she does. I still loved her though, but okay, English dub, fine. But uh, I'm just. <laughs> I wish at least some of that was given to Kaoru. Because you know that she can she, I she's know. capable. She's a teacher. Like she in, should in know the anime. Shit. In the anime, well, she's a martial of, artist. They even say that she's a martial it, artist. In the big Kyoto battle when they thought that they were going to set Kyoto on fire. Ba Kyoto? Oh, Kyoto. Yeah. Kyoto. Sorry. But then I she get gets kidnapped by a twelve year old. <laughs> yeah. She gets kidnapped but, like, by a twelve year old on a horse. <laughs> yeah, she, you see that a little, but I would like to see more of. But if you get kidnapped, at least put up a fight. But no, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, at least the, there's there's that strong female rep- representation in Misao. At least at the I did not least. see that coming. Honestly, I did yeah, not see that coming. But I I never knew that that was something I needed in my life to see Misao kicking ass. That was awesome. You know, in the anime, I've always wait. I've always been waiting for Misao's moment. Even in the Kyoto the Kyoto raid, but she never got it. I'm Miso. Look at me. I sound like a dude. <laughs> I'm just okay, glad she got. I'm just hey, glad she got her shining moment in the movie. I mean, like, yeah, come on. I mean, cool, it's huh? been 
yeah. it's been years. Like people, Bissau needs something. Not Bissau needs to look look cool at some point. They, they managed to do that here. Something I liked about um, Takeru Sato's portrayal, I said earlier, like he can go from badass stone cold assassin to absolutely clueless the next minute. He's always polite. Also, like his friends are gonna be killing themselves to cover his ass so he can go after the main threat. He always be like. Thank you. He will say thank you before he runs off in his ninja run. He is very yeah, polite. I appreciate He's that. He's a very I nice assassin. That. I mean, like, and, the coolest part, Siguro, since we're talking about the final battle, I think, was uh, when Sojiro, Sojiro joins the, the battle. I know. I did not see that coming. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you thought that, you know, um, hey, 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 Xiang, the bad guy. Or whatever, hire Sajira to kill Batusa. The Chinese dude who speaks Kenshin. Japanese in his in his private moments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so just had to point that out. They uh, couldn't make up their minds. Is he Chinese or not? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Sojira shows up, and then it's like, oh yeah, I became a Roni also after my defeat from Mr. BT Himura. Dubs. Yep. And then he just jumps down. Throws away his sword and starts beating everyone up with a fucking sheath of his kata- of his samurai sword. That was so badass. Alongside Kenshin Imura. Yeah, we so can also cool. talk about that battle with Inishi. Pretty good too. Although interrupted at the very end. But, you know, I really like it too. <laughs> By the I same love- Chinese guy who couldn't decide <laughs> to speak Chinese or Japanese. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was rudely interrupted. Can I say I love the staging of that Inishi fight? Because like they were yeah. in this, this circular yeah. room with a fountain in the middle, and there were like columns in between them and the windows, and they used every damn Everything. thing in that room to hurt each other with. Yep. And it was Actually, epic. In, in general, I love how they really use the environment and the yes. action scenes here too. Because you don't see yep. that in the anime much. Because it just focuses on the fighters. But here, you see shit break. You see, you know, walls come down. You, doors, you see people going through walls. Broken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, great use of environment too. And in that final battle with Inushi too, you, you see like a whole, you call that a pagoda thing? And also, can can I also bring up how casually Enishi has a lot of swords there, and when he like when oh, one no. breaks, he just gets <laughs> yeah. another one. Yes, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so but, casually, and Kenshin's just like waiting there, is like, hmm, let me pick but, another weapon to kill you. But with. I, I I like that. I like that. Yeah, because again, like as you guys mentioned, they use the environment. But it just it was just so organic. I break one, I'll pick one up. I have this room full of swords. Why won't I get one? Why won't I just realize exactly. the sword I'm holding now? Right? That's so badass. And it, right. Yeah. And Can Kenshin's point- also badass in waiting. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you get your weapon. Mm-hmm. Can, I'm not going to take can advantage it- of this moment. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a virtuous fighter. Can, can I also just point out at how, how fun these fights were? Because you see all these characters have kind of you know, kind of have superhuman abilities even if they're not superhuman. So, parang, oh yeah, sige. I'm fighting against a group of 15 people. Isang hampas lang sila lumilipad. It's like, okay. It's like, it's, like a, vi- it's when, like a video game. I think like their signature move, Kenshin and Sojiro, is that running sideways on the ground thing. Because yeah. I, yeah. Love yeah. I loved it. I loved I it when they were holding so hands and doing it in a circle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, a dance. oh my god, I'm so happy I can see this with my own eyes. I'm like, so, oh my god, some can, idiot can, got paid to make this. Can, can I just say, I had to watch that fight sequence again. Like, I had to scrub back 
on my on my tablet just to watch that again. It's like, ang kanta. I play. I did it three times because I wanted to see what each of them was doing at any given time. Yeah, like and the, the staging is just me. so good. They kind of were throwing each other at the bad guys, like throwing ish. Uh-huh. Was, it was like, like this weird foxtrot or tango, whichever dance you could compare that to. It's just weird. This is funny. No, it was really? fun. It's, it's this kind those. of speed and action you never really get from the anime, which is very satisfying. Because mm-hmm. in the anime, you just assume that they're fast with all sa- the flashes sa- and whatnot. Except, it's not that. Except sa- sa- can, I, can I just except, point out, in the anime, you knew that they're fast when Sojiro would run and destroy the ground. And Sojiro. It's like, the oh. only time... The only time they actually depicted the speed and all that stuff, I in my memory was Saito versus Kenshin when he's trying to bring out the Batosai in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you see Kenshin uh, bouncing yeah. off the walls and lunging and twisting and flipping, and I was like, why don't they have this budget whenever there's a fight? But okay, fine, fine. <laughs> and but, to see it in live action, yes. holy hell! But yep. you know, for reals, good stuff. So who do you so, think would okay. win? Saito or Kenshin? It's like Apollo and Rocky. They cheated. They did the Saito-Kenshin fight in the first movie because I don't think they thought they were going to get a sequel. So it was kind of underwhelming. I would love to see them face off. But yeah, you know, I'm, that's not that's where this why, movie that, leaves us. That's, that's why I'm comparing them to Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. It's like he, he never saw the third fight. You never saw the rubber fight, right? Well, my money's still on Saito. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. Long. <laughs> And he'll okay. do it while he's puffing on his cigarette. I don't know. I'm, I'm on Team Saito. If he'll fight Kenshin with a cigarette and then, you know, when shit hits the fan, he's going to spit that out and kick ass. So, okay. Final thoughts about this final, the final movie. Well, it, this turned out to be a retrospective on all four films so far. But yeah. Final thoughts. My final Honest- thought, honestly, I think watching the original second OVA, the really bad one, I'm just glad that we got something that concluded the series in a better way than what we got originally back then. In, in incredible fashion too. Because the fight scenes was were amazing. Uh, the characterizations of Inishi, I think, were more fully fleshed out in this movie. You know, ending on a high note, ending the actual story on a high note with closure, that's a pretty good thing to have. So I'm not looking forward to reliving his past in the beginning. <laughs> So depressing. <laughs> I, uh, for me, I mean, exactly what Anjo said. You know, I mean, it was great seeing these characters again. It was fantastic seeing them in action. It was finally nice to see a story arc that was never animated finally fleshed out in full. I mean, condensed, but full. But I didn't like that the majority of the emotion that you're supposed to go into this with comes from a storyline that they haven't fleshed out yet uh-huh. which is the prequel story the beginning which is going to be in the next movie so on the, the marketing side movie name on the marketing side I understand why this movie had to come first but thematically narratively I wish the prequel came out before this honestly uh-huh. it's just ironic that the final movie is going to be called The Beginning oh I know but well the last one was The Legend End so you know if this movie if The Beginning makes money there will be more Oh my god. Please what don't if- make the Christian arc. No. <laughs> nobody wants to see nobody Kenshin wants fight to see Christians. That. 
<laughs> Did, wasn't there another an arc where he was fighting alongside this like feng shui expert or something? Oh god. Oh no yeah. no 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 that was bad too. So which is worse, that one or the Christians arc? Let's not make Yeah, both we won't. Them. No. Yeah, How me about personally before watching the final, I literally marathoned all three before getting to it. It was just an amazing ride of nostalgia and general satisfaction because this is how you please fans. You give them perfectly casted characters. You give them as much of the story as you can, as faithful as it can. You give them elevated fight scenes. You give them the excitement and everything in between. I'm generally happy with this. Well, It's not perfect, but it'll really satisfy the fans. So if you're a fan and you haven't watched it yet, I don't know what to do in your life, so go watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I just wish we wouldn't, if ever the beginning will be the end. <laughs> if ever the beginning <laughs> will be the last film, that is a very depressing note to end on, but I'd still gladly see it. If it has the same weight as the anime did with Oh my god, all the blood on the snow is so cinematic. I can't wait to see that. It was. I think it's fair to say that we all recommend this, especially if you are a fan of Veronica Engine. So Absolutely. Maybe maybe take an emotional roller coaster like I did and watch all yeah. four and binge watch. Oh my god, that was a roller coaster. But it was so satisfying. <laughs> I think I think I think I think it would do everyone well to rewatch the entire the, the trilogy before watching this like to refresh years, themselves. Yeah, okay. Because it's been seven it. years. Take yourself on that ride so, and yeah. enjoy. The good news is you're not going to have to wait that long because the beginning comes out at the end of July. Beginning end. <laughs> I know. So again, let, let me try that the again. Let me try that again. <laughs> the fifth movie, which is technically <laughs> the, the final sequel, entitled The Beginning, is going to be released I, at the end of July. There you go. <laughs> that was fucking. Ho- that was painful. I'm sorry. Good God. Uh, but you get the I, bigger. I, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. for listening to us ramble on about our favorite anime and how it was beautifully adapted into a movie. We've got our Facebook group, Saboteurs. We love movies. Like, love, move, like, oh my we God, like, I don't know like, the name of my own group. <laughs> like, like, we like movies. <laughs> All right, there. Well, I don't know. We, we love it too. But yes, we have we that do. group, Saboteurs. We like movies. Join us as we talk more about uh, what we love to watch. And uh, you can feel free to suggest any future topics that we're about to cover and any feedback on what you're listening to now. We also have Instagram at sub underscore auteurs. Give us a follow. Woohoo! Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Misha. And I'm Angel. Sayonara. Sayonara.